In this episode, I'm gonna share with you the most simple and easy to follow Facebook ad strategy for e-commerce. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. If you search on YouTube right now, Facebook ad strategy for e-commerce, you're going to get tens, if not hundreds, maybe even more, potentially even thousands of videos talking about different ad strategies, way to do things, how to launch profitable campaigns, scale them up, and all of these intricacies and minor details. And I think there's a lot of videos out there that talk about one method that may have worked really well for a certain product at a certain time, for a certain niche at a certain point in time. But overall, I don't see much content talking about the fundamentals of a great Facebook strategy, the fundamentals of launching profitable campaigns every single time, regardless of if you've just launched after iOS 4, has launched or regardless of if you've just launched after GDPR or if you're launching in a market that's completely different 12 months from now. And in this episode, I want to share a simple method that you can use regardless of when you're listening to this. So let's jump straight into this. And before we get into the three phases, I just want to premise this by saying I love simplicity. I love keeping things simple. And so this strategy is all built around keeping things so insanely simple. So you can launch and use this with any product, with any brand and get great results time and time again. So let's get into it. The first phase is what I call the testing phase. And this is where you want to test both creative and new audiences. And if you're just starting out, obviously you don't know what audiences are going to perform well and what creative is going to convert well. And so that's where you have to test both of these things. And I'll walk you through how I do that in just a bit. Phase number two is then cross-testing. So this is where we're gonna use winning creative to test new audiences and then use winning audiences to test new creative. And so if we think about the two main variables we have in a Facebook campaign, we have the audience and we have the creative. And when you're just getting started, you need to figure out both of those things. You need to figure out what audience is gonna resonate most with your product and offer, but you also need to figure out what creative is gonna convey that message the best and get the best results, click through and the best ROAS overall. And so at the start, you're trying to figure out those two variables. You're trying to do them at the same time, which often takes a little bit more time, a little bit more effort in testing. But once you understand which creative converts really well or which audiences absolutely love your product and brand, you can then use those best audiences to identify and test new creative. And you can use the proven creative to test new audiences and interests. And so you can see what we're doing here. Once we've figured out one of those two variables, we're then using the variable that we figured out to figure out the one that's unknown. And so that's phase two. That's where we're cross-testing. And then phase three, this is the fun bit. This is where you put the best creative and the best audiences together and you scale it up. So let's head back to the beginning. And as I said, if you're just getting started and you have zero data, you have absolutely nothing and you haven't spent a single cent on Facebook ads, well then you'll need to start at phase one because you need to figure out what audience is gonna resonate most with your brand and with your product and with your offer and which creative is gonna best convey that message and engage people and get them to buy. And if you're already running Facebook ads, well then you can jump straight into phase two. And I see this a lot when I chat with brand owners is the fact that they may have already identified some great creatives, some great audiences, but then they just try and scale with those or they just try and spend a whole bunch of money on those and then spend no time continually testing new creative and new audiences. And they're riding that roller coaster. They're going right up to the top and they keep increasing spend, increasing spend, increasing and thinking it's all great. It's going so amazingly well. And then it dips 
those audiences don't perform anymore, the creative just hits exhaustion and it doesn't work anymore or as well as it did, and a huge nosedive because both of them just get exhausted because they weren't spending any time or money testing and really making sure that the whole ad account was built on solid foundations and that they're not relying on just one campaign to ride them all the way to the top, that they're diversifying, that they're scaling horizontally and testing new audiences and new creative at all times. And so I think if we were to just look at how most people might do it, they would use phase one when they're just starting and then try and jump straight to phase three where they're scaling up with the winners. But then they don't spend that much time and attention on continually testing new audiences and new creative combinations. That's why phase two is so, so important. And so if you're already in that boat where you've already spent a considerable amount on Facebook, but you haven't really started to really scale yet, but you have spent some money on the platform, well, then this is where you can look at your existing data. You want to look at what audiences have performed the best. You want to look at what creative has performed the best. And then you want to use those two variables to cross test the other. And so you've got the best creative that you're using to identify new interests. So it could be a simple campaign where you've got a bunch of untested tested interests in your ad sets. And then in the creative section, you've only got the best creative that is proven to convert and the best copy that is proven to convert. And on the other side, when you're testing new creative and new formats, maybe it's customer review videos and unboxings, or you might be testing more boomerang style creative or more professional style or using some simple animations. When you've got those creative that are untested, well, then you want to put it in a campaign where all of the interests are proven and tested. They're already working well. You want to duplicate those from your winning campaigns over to a new one and then test that new creative there. And just like in a good science experiment, if you have two unknowns, it becomes incredibly difficult to get any reasonable data out of it. It becomes incredibly difficult to figure out what's working and what's not because there's too many unproven variables. But we always wanna have one unproven variable and that's what phase two is all about. Obviously in phase one, you don't have the luxury of that. So you do have to spend some time and money to test both things at the same time, which I'll talk about in just a sec. But in phase two, you've already eliminated one of those variables and you can test for the other and figure out more creative and audiences that perform really well. And then phase three is where things get really, really cool because you've got proven creative and you've got proven audiences. You can click them together and then scale really, really fast. And as I said before, it is super important to continue doing phase two, even as you're scaling your winners, even as you're progressing past that, you always need to be testing. And you'll see a lot of the time, the most successful advertisers and media buyers will always have like a sandbox campaign or always a testing campaign where you can always test those new things and then grab graduate the winners over to your scaling campaigns and really ramp up the spend. But if you don't do that testing, well then you're really digging yourself a hole because you're gonna have these emphatic highs, as I said, where everything's working so, so well but then it all comes crashing down when that audience stops performing or when your cost per purchase just goes up because your creative gets exhausted. And all of a sudden you're stuck there thinking it was going so, so well, like a week ago or two weeks ago, but all of a sudden it's come crashing down. And that's probably because you're not testing enough. You're not spending enough time and money on testing new creative, finding new winners and finding new winning audiences. So if there's anything that I can say, having seen over 2.5 million in ad spend over the past 10 months with the brands that we work with is that don't get lazy testing new audiences, new interests, and new creative. Because if you do, it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt.
And before we finish up, I just wanted to cover each of these three phases and what the campaigns will look like at each of those stages. So you can go ahead, listen to this episode, go and apply it and see some great results in your own campaigns. And so for phase one, when you don't have any data about your audiences that perform well and any information about what creative is gonna perform well, this is where I would recommend creating five pieces of creative. And so these could be some photos, some videos, try and do different styles here. And this is where you wanna find the global maximum for creative. And what I mean by that is you want to find what kind of ad creative converts best for your audience. And once you've figured it out, whether it's CGC style, whether it's, you know, customer reviews, unboxings, whether it's animations, whether it's photos and just UGC photos, whatever that ends up being, whatever that top performing creative is, you can then, once you've found that global maximum, which is the type of creative, you can then look for that local maximum. You can look for, okay, what is the best type of UGC photo that performs best with our audience? You can begin testing those things. But I see this as a common mistake, and I've made this before, where you test a whole bunch of different creative and then variations of all those different types. And so, it's really hard to figure out what's actually working. So at the start, have five pieces of creative I recommend that are all different types. And so you can really see what performs best for your audience. One of them could be a video review. One of them could be an unboxing video. One of them could just be a selfie with the product. Another one could be a basic photo where it's just the product and no one else in it. And the last one might be a simple animation or you know little graphic animation. Now that you have those five different types of creative, let's talk about your ad set structure. And what I would recommend here, just to keep things insanely simple, is testing at least seven different interests. So for each individual ad set, you have a new interest in each. And make sure those interests are decently sized. You don't wanna be stacking a whole bunch of interests, in my opinion, having a whole bunch in there that have a decent audience size. So you might have one ad set that just targets one interest in it. And then leave the age targeting broad, leave the gender broad. But for the country, obviously you wanna target the country that you're selling to. And so that'd be the only thing I'd adjust in there apart from the interest is the country that you're targeting. Leave it on automatic placements. You know, we wanna give Facebook as much liquidity as possible. We wanna let them do their thing because it's a very, very smart machine. Even though it disables you constantly, it constantly rejects your ads and all those things, you know, that's why we love and hate Facebook. But if you give it more autonomy, it's going to perform better from what I've seen. So out of those seven ad sets, you probably wanna have about five of them that are interest targeted. And so that's one big interest per ad set and also targeting the country you're selling to. Now, outside of that, you've got those two remaining ad sets. And so what I would recommend here is first of all, having one of them that's just broad, where you don't put any targeting on it at all. The only thing you're putting on it is the country that you're selling to. That's it, nothing else. You don't wanna restrain it with age, with interest, with you know gender targeting, with manual placements, like all of that. Just leave it blank. And the only thing you're gonna change, as I said, is the country that you're targeting. And now you're left with one final ad set. Now in this ad set, you could go a bunch of different ways, but if you're completely fresh, I would just target engaged shoppers as the interest and then you're done. But if you have a bit more experience, maybe you built up a bit of an email list organically before you've started running ads. So you could create a lookalike audience or a custom audience and use that for the final ad set. And so that's the simple approach. That's how you do phase one when you wanna test ad creative 
and new interests. Because as you start spending, you can see this campaign framework where we've got the campaign that's conversion focused and for the daily budget, depends on what you wanna spend, but at an absolute minimum, I'd say 60 to $80 per day. And from there, that budget is being allocated across all of the different interests and then into the different creative. And so very quickly within probably three to five days, you're gonna see some winners start to emerge. You're gonna see certain ad sets that are performing better than the rest or that Facebook is giving more budget to. And you're also gonna see some of the creative that is performing better than the rest. That Facebook, again, is allocating more budget to getting a better ROAS and getting better results. And so all of a sudden, you probably identified out of those seven, maybe two top ad sets that perform really well. And you maybe out of those five bits of creative got one or two winners that are performing well as well. So you can then use that data and use those interests and creative in phase two when you actually cross test to find more of each of those. And so that is a quick walkthrough of the ad strategy that I recommend if you're just getting started or you're already an experienced media buyer, but you're just finding that your ad account is just getting messy and you wanna simplify it. You wanna go back to square one, keep it simple and just approach ad buying from a very simple and methodical approach. We've used this method on the stores that we've launched. We've done it for clients. We use it with our own creative and it converts really, really well because it's simple and it makes a lot of sense because you're testing things in a very logical way. You're not jamming a bunch of interests on top of each other in one ad set. You're not messing around with 15 different pieces of creative for one ad set and trying to give Facebook this budget to try and test across all these things. You're just keeping it insanely simple. You're giving Facebook liquidity because I think it's incredibly valuable regardless of how much you're spending and it just gives you a bit of peace of mind because you can easily see what you're testing and you don't lose yourself in this messy ad account of all these random campaigns and then just becomes a mess to actually get anything done and scale anything up. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And the last thing I wanna finish with is that if you have a winning ad strategy, just continue using that. There is no need to try all of these different methods if you're just in the early stages. Just focus on what's working really well for you. If you don't have a method that's proven to work, Give this a go, it's simple, it's easy to follow, and chances are it's gonna get you those results that you're looking for based on the experience that I've seen using the method and what we've done with clients. So hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in the next one.